Blog Talk Radio.
Divine, all-blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, revelation and manifestation. You are now listening live to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagoon Oloye Hudu Obea Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my works, my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is. I say Today is Thursday, November 8th, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of the House of the Divine Potions, Hoodoo Central, Black Hawk Voodoo, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted, and some would say most haunted city in America. New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey a life path and journey, passing down the great obia stick along with the knowledge of the healing life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals. Please do continue to join me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secret Stand Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio. My URL is blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. My live listening and call-in number my hotline is area code 347-215-8967. 347-215-8967. You are welcome to listen and to enjoy the show. You are also welcome to press the number one and share your question, your comment, and be a part of this sacred space, participate in this sacred space, in the presence of each other and our ancestors. And my website is and always has been and will be 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, www.houseofthedivineprince.com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I always like to stop and acknowledge my uh, artists and contributors to the music of the show. And I always like to acknowledge Benny Hunter. Benny Hunter writes songs. Benny Hunter writes songs about culture, about life, about New Orleans. Uh, and he gifted us Grigri Soup and Kalamuya Salam, the great black African-American poet. Kalamuya Salam is an author, a filmmaker, a teacher from the Ninth Ward of New Orleans, a well-known activist, social critic. Uh, Kalamuya Salam has spoken out on a number of racial and human rights issues and for years he did radio shows locally with WWOZ Radio. Salam is the co-founder of NOMMO Literary Society, a weekly workshop for black writers. I also want to invite you to come and partake with me and Denise Augustine and Voodoo Queen Colin Laveau and Historic Treme with Our Sacred Stories, www.OurSacredStories.com for your tourist tourism needs to be in the presence of griots and storytellers and performers and singers and cultural representatives, cultural performers. We invite you to visit OurSacredStories.com. Who needs help? Who needs help? What can I do to make a difference? When do you need me to start, and when and where can I assist? How can I do more? For indeed, without community, without village, without sharing that which spirit which ancestors gift us, then indeed what value is it to us? We are in the process of healing some of us. We are in the process of conjuring some of us. We are in the process of creating and recreating a reality that is consistent with what is in our best interest. And so in doing that, in understanding the cycle of life, the circle of life, the cyclical process that is life, then indeed we need each other. We're here to support nature, the plants, the animals, the trees, our planet, but indeed each other. In Western culture, we have humanized objects. We have humanized uh, things of, of material value. We have humanized animals to some degree, in a way that we have lost the ability to humanize our brother and our sister, our neighbor, the other human that shares the space, that shares the the moment, that shares the lesson. So we invite you to be a part of the family, the village, the community, and to always respect the voodoo. We are here to teach, to educate, to share, to manifest, to be a demonstration 
of authentic Louisiana voodoo. And contrary to popular belief, the Africans enslaved to build the economic foundation of America were not Christians. During slavery, African Americans were not even allowed to worship as westernized Christians. Later, during Reconstruction, were merely a political ploy deliberately disseminated in popular media by white abolitionists and black preachers as an argument against slavery. For indeed, they can't be less than human if they are Christian, was their ideology. Indeed, we cannot continue to subjugate them uh, under the Christian laws if we allow the the African enslaved to accept and to embrace Christianity. So in their naive attempt to present the enslaved masses as civilized and therefore human, the latter being embarrassed and ashamed by the African religious practices which were deemed evil and primitive, this myth has remained unchallenged until today. In truth, the builders of this great nation were practitioners of the various African religious systems, APR we call it today, popularly known today as Voodoo, Voodooan, Akan, Ifa, Orisha, Aragla, the Congo, and Mamiwata. A small percentage were even African-style Muslims incorporating the ancient matriarchal practices of pre-Arabic Islam to include ancestral veneration, honor of the family deities, acknowledgement of the great mother, acknowledgement of the power balance that is represented in the goddess. Voodoo houses were established in many free black townships headed by great healers in the African spiritual arts. And if you remember yesterday, we talked about uh, the black code and the attempt to stamp out, to eliminate, to uh, put some boundaries on our ability to manifest anything African, anything religious, anything spiritual, anything that would empower, say, revolution without voodoo. You can't understand revolution without voodoo. You cannot claim to stand up and be a revolutionary and an activist in 2018, 2019, particularly as an African American, as a person of color, Hispanic American in this country without invoking and having an understanding of the history of voodoo. Voodoo is what fueled and motivated, what seeded revolution in the New World. All other attempts at enslavement failed us until we stood up in voodoo, until we embraced our true power. And let me be clear, I'm not talking about Haiti. <laughs> I am not talking about Haiti. I'm talking about America with three K's. I'm talking about America 
we we have a maroonage culture, a maroon history still yet understood, still under-documented, still not fully represented presence in America, and it's fearful presence in America. For indeed, the oppressor feared uprising, feared revolt, feared us empowering ourselves first at the conscious level within our heads and then out in the open as something that would bring down the system of enslavement and ultimately the system, the oppressive system in which we still to some degree exist within today. These townships headed by great healers in the African spiritual arts, these spiritual practices of the Africans enslaved in America have their ancestral origin, not in Haiti, not in Cuba or the Americas, but directly from West Africa. To begin from my bloodline, from Togo, from Benin, from Nigeria, Senegal, Ghana, the Congo, and other West African nations. The African spirits remained in their blood, just as they did wherever the African was taken and enslaved in a new world. We acknowledge Nanny and Maroons. We acknowledge Jamaica. We acknowledge Brazil and Congo and the great uh, revolutionary leaders that only create maroon culture there, but, but aspects of, of free culture that still exist in Brazil today. We acknowledge Cuba, but we also understand the relationship with Cuba and the Catholic Church to not only allow for the survival of ATR, but to allow it so that it could then be used as a tool to further enforce Catholicism on the masses. We acknowledge everything but ourselves. We acknowledge everything but us. We acknowledge everything but our own great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers. We seek authenticity. We seek legitimization. We seek approval always outside ourselves. I'm here to say we don't have to do that. I'm here to say we've never had to do that. I'm here to say acknowledge who you are, stand up in who you are, represent for who we are, and to do that in any earnest, with any clarity, we got to do the homework. we got to do the self-work. It is true that African descendants in the New World owe much to Haiti, an independent, proud republic since 1804. But as a result of their victory, Haitian voodoo having its ancestral roots in many West African indigenous religions is the, is the most widely known African religion to have survived and flourished in the New World. However, though always miscredited by Western historians and New Age converts, Haiti is not where the voodoo religion was born, nor is it where it reached its highest pinnacle of philosophical, ritual, and theological development. The voodoo religion in the U.S. predates Haitian influence. 
Voodoo is actually estimated to have existed for more than 10,000 years, having its ancient roots in Egypt, East Africa, and in ancient Afro-matrilineal Ionia, later known as Greece, where the African queen mothers established their powerful temples and theocratic empires. These black and African empires reigned for more than 4,000 years before the Dorian Greek invaders, whom Western revisionists and historians now credit with their ancient history. The Voodoo religion was also one of the major religions practiced all throughout the ancient world. Additionally, in more recent times, what is not widely known nor extensively researched is Voodoo's history in America. More specifically, among the Eve and other enslaved Africans who were brought the Voodoo religion directly from West Africa to this region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, up the mighty Mississippi River and and sweeping through the south to the east coast and, and the Gullah regions of America. It had been assumed because the Africans enslaved in America were not as numerous as those in Brazil and other islands that somehow their family spiritual lineages died out when the religions were demonized and violently suppressed. When we were demonized and violently suppressed and limited in our ability to not only be who we are, but project any any evidence of consciousness of who we truly were out in the open, in mainstream culture and society, even in some cases among our friends and family who played along with the system, went along with the system, wanted to be safe, wanted to keep their spouses and their children from from danger and harm. We did not have a luxury that existed in south of the border, in Cuba, in Haiti, in Brazil, that would allow us to gather in, in, in wild, undeveloped, open spaces and maintain our culture and tradition. It does not mean we didn't have it, didn't remember it. If you can remember how to count, you can remember your rhythms. If you can remember how to count, you can remember your gods and your deities. If you can remember how to count, we're forced to learn to count in any English, in any Spanish, in any French. If you can remember your African ability to count before you boarded a ship, there's no way you're going to ever convince me that we somehow came to America, came to the Americas, uh, and, and, and that trip alone was enough to brainwash us out of any memory of who we are, any ability to count. So if you can count, you can remember rhythm, you can remember bambula, you can remember kalenda, then you can dance it, then you can also invoke its deities and its spirits. I also like to always acknowledge 
to our ancestors, and particularly for New Orleans, Congo Square, very unique place in history, in time, in space-time, in, in magic, <laughs> a very unique place in that in this oppressive environment, black code environment, enslaved environment, not being fed on Sundays because you were a slave and having to fend for yourself, we did have this shared sacred space that is now Congo Square to grow and plant your herbs, to harvest your roots. And, and for those who don't quite understand, because you see New Orleans as a city, uh, a vibrant, thriving, throbbing city, um, full of jazz and gospel and voodoo and tourism and entertainment and, and all sorts of things. But the area that we know as Congo Square as Armstrong Park would have been undeveloped back then, would have been part of the, you know, the, 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 the uninhabitable zone back then. It was not seen as value. Uh, there would have been swampy, marshy environments over there. There would have been trees and thickets over there. It would not have been uh, the sort of paved, stoned, manicured place that we know and understand it to be today. And so when we think of what our ancestors would have been doing there on a Sunday, sharing resources, vending and, and, and uh, bartering supplies, much like we would have in West Africa, now in a place to find out just who you are, just what you remember, just where you come from, now to find out that you speak a little bit of my language, that your grandmama might have been related to my people, now having a way to bring that together, um, to grow herbs, to grow produce, to harvest fruit and nuts, to share cooked, stored away items, to trade stories and, and history and to remember and to send messages. Uh, people would have been looking for, you know, have you heard word about it? You know, have you seen, you know, my mom and them? Um, all of that would have been happening in this space that that is Congo Square. And so that blood, those that sweat, those tears still speak to us from that ground, still speak to us in spirit and truth. And today they are standing up. Today we have cast the shells for Congo Square. We have cast the shells for Voodoo and, and New Orleans. We have pounded the palm nut for the sacredness of of the space that we hold for our ancestors. And the doorway, the portal is wide open. They are not only speaking they are standing up. They are coming up out of the ground, and they are demanding to be acknowledged. They are demanding to be represented. In this day when, when you can spend $59, $79 to have your DNA done, that's who you are, just where you come from, just who you represent. It's a new day. This is not the 70s. This is not the civil rights movement. This is not anything that we have known before. 
And people are looking for an out to oppression. People are looking for an out to abuse. People are looking for an out to being sick. People are looking for an out to poverty and struggling all the time. People are looking for an out to what looks to be um, what always has been and, and what will go on forever in some people's minds. And, and the reality is it's a new day. It's a new day, and there's a, a portal that is open right now that has never been for advancement, for growth, for consciousness, for healing, for grasping those things that, that are deserved, that are earned, that are well-seeded in the spirit realm that, that the ancestor and the most highest gifting to us right now. And, and not just for our, our pleasure, but, but the demand for power is great right now. The threat to life, to humanity, to consciousness, the threat to culture, the threat to, to who we are, our lineage and our people is great. It's great. And so will you stand up publicly for your ancestors today? Will you stand up publicly for voodoo today? Will you defend that which is uniquely you, uniquely me, uniquely us? Will you protect that? Will you defend that today with us, with the community, with the village? Activists activate. Activists take action. Activists have to do something. In the day of just discussing it, just talking about it, just arguing about it, just going back and forth about it, those days are over. We, we live in a day and time of hands-on, therapeutic, holistic, digging in the dirt, uh, 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 mixing and creating and reshaping the clay activity. And so voodoo today is, is not only speaking to us through history, through books, through authors, through paintings, through artistic endeavors. It is speaking out directly through the children who live it, who practice it. Every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, it is a living vocation. It is my life. I've given my life for voodoo. I've given up any semblance of a normal life, of ever having a relationship, you know, a man of his 50s who's never had any kind of uh, uh, intimate, you know, partnership or relationship or family. Voodoo is my family. I'm married to the deities. Voodoo is my family. My children are those who embrace and, and accept and, and allow their minds to be renewed and allow the spirits and the ancestors to recreate them in the image in the likeness of the Most High, of the gods and goddesses of who we truly are. That's my family. That's my life. People say, well, what do you do, what, what, what do, you do for your downtime? What do you do in your social time? There's no downtime. It's all social time. You can't operate in voodoo in isolation. You can't operate in voodoo in secrecy. Not today. The secrecy for and the mystery for was necessary. 
50 years ago, 100 years ago. It's not necessary today. It doesn't aid to, to authenticity. It doesn't aid to truth. It doesn't aid to any kind of demonstration that, that the young people and, and your peers can observe and learn from and then therefore recreate. We know the voodoo is absent in your house. We know the voodoo might be absent in your lineage because there's no demonstration. There's, even, even their Bible says that the tree that does not bear fruit will wither and, and, and will decay. There's another story where uh, I believe a tree was cursed that did not bear fruit and withered and decayed. So, so the voodoo is an action word. The voodoo is spirits in motion. It's not a myth. It's not a fantasy. It's not a legend. It's, it's not something that's just, you know, we, something we play around with in, in movies and books. We're talking about the real deal here. We're talking about survival, revival, protection, defense, people wanting to be free of, empower, of, of being disempowered, people wanting to be free of poverty, people wanting to be free of sickness and illness and disease, people wanting to be free of, of feeling a fear and a threat of the police, people wanting to be free of having to be up all night in, in tears about their sons or their daughters and, and, and the drug epidemic and, and the incarceration epidemic. That is the realm of voodoo. You want to invoke Marie Laveau's name. Marie Laveau was working with the imprisoned those who had fear of jail, threat of jail, those who had threat of the plague. We're talking about real voodoo here, real work. Your hands have to get dirty. Your knees have to get dirty. You have to bow your head and, and, and bend at the waist at some point to walk in this, to talk in this, to represent this. If, if we don't humble ourselves before God, before goddess, before mommy and poppy, before our ancestors, if you won't bend at the waist in protocol and tradition and respect and honor and truth, the answers have a way, have a way of not only getting you to bend at the waist but bringing you to the ground and sometimes putting you under the ground. When, when we egregiously refuse to show acknowledgement, it's like showing up at your grandma's house infrequently every Sunday, every holiday, eating up her food, drinking up her liquor, asking for her money, asking for her favor, asking for her protection, asking for her defense, and then disappearing and going back and absorbing into your regular life. It's at the height of disrespect. It's at the height of disrespect to show up at grandma's house and grandpa's there, uncle and auntie are there, the cousins are there, the kids are there, and you don't acknowledge them. You don't speak. You don't say, hey, how you doing? Grandma says, hey, so-and-so is here. They come to see us, and we greet and we acknowledge it would be at the height of disrespect to do otherwise. So when you come at voodoo and hoodoo and obia 
and, and you just want your fix, and you just want to get off for the moment, you just want to be entertained for 15 minutes, you just are curious and you just want to see what this is, you peep it in Big Mama house. You looking through her windows, you, you, you up under her skirts and her veils and her apron, and, and, and we're not showing any respect when we allow that to continue to happen. It's too easy to blame white people. It's too easy to try and blame Hollywood. I'm a member of Hollywood. It's too easy to try to, to, to blame fictitious, fictitious uh, creative, uh, entertainment-based efforts to represent any level of culture. But, but for some reason, voodoo is the, is, is the open target, particularly right now and today. It, it, it's looking good. It's looking fashionable. It, it, it's trending. It's cute to people. You got your selfies with your leggies on and, and all down in between your cleavage and whatnot, talking about you representing for the ancestors you representing for the tradition and you will not submit to what you don't know. Even the best warrior submits to what he don't know. He wants that information. He wants that knowledge. He wants that understanding. Because when you're in the battle, when you're in the middle of the fight, sometimes you don't got but a few seconds to think, to pre-plan. You need to already be planned when you get there. You need to already be prepared when you step up. You need to already know. But even then, when you're in the middle of that fight, you know, it's moment by moment. And you have to think on your feet. But you got to come to the table with something, with some, some understanding, with some respect. Even if you're the champion, you got to come at the ancestors you got to come out of voodoo, and voodoo this powerful, powerful enough to create revolution, powerful enough to heal, powerful enough to empower, powerful enough to move people and change people in, in ways they can't even envision. Voodoo powerful enough to fix everything that we can conceive ails us today. And we come at that play, we come at that like it's nothing. And so sometimes spirit can be intense. Sometimes that day is intense. Sometimes anything going is intense. And the ancestors are intense because they see us in a dimensional space where we can't see ourselves. We can't quite see Alpha and Omega in this earth plane existence without tools, without divination, without going into trance, without without some extra help. But our ancestors exist in that dimensional space, and they can see the beginning and the end. They can see the start and the finish. They can see what's going on in, in the middle, and it's our responsibility for what's going on right now in this moment in time space. That's the middle. India, I really tried to influence you to get back to the middle. That's where our power is. If the ancestors can see clearly, they see you, they see me, they see intention, they see motivation, 
They see ego. They see what the true depth of our every thought and action is. And we must hold each other accountable, but ultimately we must be accountable and will be. Have no question, will be held accountable. People say, well, you know, is that something that happens after you die? Is that, is that some kind of karma that happens? For no, we're living it. All time and space exists right here and now in this divine moment. Understand quantum metaphysics. Understand Freud and all the other scientists. All energy was created at one time in the universe. It, it can't be destroyed. You can't re- now rebirth something new. You can only take that energy that is already present and transform it, recreate it, recycle it. You know, energy comes from the sun and enters our plants, photosynthesis, and, and, and goes into the ground, and the plant provides food, and, and then, you know, life nourishes itself off the food, and then we send that back into creation. You know, it, it's cyclical. It's a cipher. Those of you out there who are planting seeds of doo-doo, operating in shit, operating ugliness and evilness, it only comes back. And if somebody's waiting on me to say, well, how is that showing up? It's showing up every time my kids die. It shows up every time somebody is, is murdered by the police. It shows up every time, you know, cancer rears its ugly head in the depths of our community. Uh, and we can't stop it. We can't figure out where it's coming from. We can't figure out the how and the why, you know. So so we live that right now. We live and operate in and sit in our truth right now, right now. And so the only moment, the only magical space, the only uh, 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 moment of opportunity that you need is right now and to make those changes, to do that homework, to do that ebo, to make that sacrifice, to do that work right now in this divine moment in time space. The time for complaining is over. The time for watching and observing and critiquing is over. The time for people to stand up in their position to stand up as healers, to stand up as leaders, to stand up as activists is right now. And and to do so authentically, honestly, openly, knowing how to humble ourselves to power. To have power, you have to know how to humble yourself to power. You can't hold an atomic bomb in your hand if, if you can hold one in your hand. Uh, a, a hand grenade and, and then be ignorant of its power. To, to have power, to hold power, you have to acknowledge power. You have to humble yourself to power. You have to absorb yourself into power. As always, I talk myself out of time. Um, I was anticipating a guest. Um, anyone who ever calls the show when we're live on air, just press that number one. Don't be afraid. I'll, I'll let you into the conversation. Until next time, and next time will be tomorrow at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time here on Block Talk Radio for Revolutionary.
Hoodoo, New Orleans Hoodoo. 